0: The James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more.
1: Thomas, great to see you.
0: Great to see you too. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it has. And, anyways, this is the best we can do for now. But you know, when I tasted your wine yesterday, I said I gotta talk to Thomas because, um, you know, I tasted it blind. I didn't even know that that you guys had sent samples. And all I saw was that it said Margo. So I was tasting the wine. I loved the depth of fruit and the balance, the beautiful tannins. And then, you know, I gave a a very high score. And then I pulled the bag off and it was Palmer. And I just go, you know, I got to have a quick chat with Thomas and and hear like how, like, you know, I had some problems. I gave it a very good score, but I was a bit confused. It was sort of. May, you know, that's why the subject line I said white swan, because for me it was a little bit of a ugly, you know, it was a little bit of a black swan. It was a little bit, you know, um, strange from barrel because it was so concentrated and how it's come out is fantastic. So tell me the story, like, how you know, what did you do?
0: Well, but you remember uh, we had a quite a challenging season in, in 18 uh, with an extremely low crop because of uh, mildew pressure. Uh, what we had left was more or less one, one bunch per vine. So um, um, great condition, fantastic conditions in the summer uh, and in, in September, plus super low yield made a, a very strange beast. Uh, yeah. and, and and you're right. You know uh, the, the wine was quite strange uh, when we um, uh, presented it en primeur uh, to, well, almost two years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it was like um, you know a, a beast that had to be educated. Um, and uh, well, that's that's what we have to do uh, uh, with élevage, uh, barrel aging, um, and even food aging. I'll tell you a bit about uh, a little bit about that. Uh, was really crucial to try to manage the power um, of, of this wine. That was an unusual panel. and um, and so we really tried to manage um, uh, the élevage in two parts. First part uh, for the first ten months, where we really had to to raise the wine. So the the um, the air, the oxygen, was very important to to polish the tannin, and the second part of the élevage before bottling, so the second year, was uh-huh. really to refine the wine. And um, for the first time in eighteen, with this vintage, we experimented um, uh, something a little bit different. You know, traditionally in Bordeaux, we use barrels.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, when uh, uh, in Chianti, that you know a little bit, uh, yeah. they use uh, they use the grande, no? Yeah. Uh, so what we tried to do for, um, let's say, uh, 25% of the volume was to age the first 10 months in barrels to build and the second 10 months in Botte Grande, in Big food, as we say in French. Yeah. 29 actually. And I think it works extremely well because um, – because while you don't feel the oak, uh, you wow. feel the potential and, and the, the incredible power of this wine, um, but, but this is palmer. The, the, the type of, the grain of tannin is
1: there. And that was not obvious at the beginning. I think you were right. That's amazing. And for example, what, what was it? It was something like you made 30% of a normal uh, harvest for palmer? The, how small the production? Well, was. It, no, it was
0: it, it was less than that. It was like uh, yeah, twenty five percent, not even thirty percent of a normal crop. You know, we we, we usually do uh, when everything goes well, thirty five to forty hectares per hectare. In eighteen, it was eleven. So, I mean, I sure. had like uh, uh, most of the cellar totally empty, depressing, totally depressing. But thank God, the, the, the quality was there, and so uh, I it saved me a lot of guess I should say. I know, because, I remember.
1: Uh, so, I was nervous for you. We've known one another for a long time, and when I tasted it, I was like, oh my God, this is, you know, what's going on here, and, uh, and also the small production, and the mildew really affected you because uh, of biodynamic um, viticulture, yeah. so people suffered more, but here you are with a, a splendid wine. I, and I remember tasting it. It was like it was like a grape puree or something. It was so dense and you know and raw, not in a negative way, but it was really hard to understand. And that's why I was so excited when I just by chance it was in this straight, you know, 20 wines around the table, and I tasted it. I was like, whoa. This is fantastic. Honestly, wow. I, it's you know even y- y- uh, what what can, you know you can teach a dog a, an old dog new tricks. Like for me, I've never seen this you know something meta- m- metamorphosized into something like that. And it's just I don't know. That's a combination of your winemaking prowess, but also the terroir that even under those circumstances, it can make phenomenal wine. What do you think?
0: No, but I think, I mean, first of all, uh, wonderful that you had a chance to taste it blind because, yeah. well, that's really the, the, the best thing to, to feel, uh, to have sensations. And second of all, I mean, it's not by chance that we age wines in Bordeaux. Uh, we age wines before bottling because, I mean, it helps. It helps to build a wine. So, well, to grow a vineyard to produce fruit, to uh, vinify it, so to, to ferment and to extract, and then to age is part of the full package. The, the last part is what all wine lover will have to do, is to keep this bottle of wine carefully in the cellar to understand when is the right time to open it,
1: you know. What to you, but I, it must be hard to compare uh, the 2018 Palmer to another vintage, but obviously you weren't making the wines like the one of the legends is 61 or you know 83 this is better than 83 but is there any
0: you're right it's it's quite difficult to compare it with any other vintages uh, just because it is totally uncommon Um, you mentioned 61 there is one common point with sixty-one is the yield. In sixty-one, the yield was extremely low. It was more or less the same, around eleven liters per hectare. For uh, for other reasons, it was not mildew; it was frost. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, and, and sixty-one is, is sixty-one. Parma is a legend, but it's also um, a strange beast. You know, yeah. it's like a milestone of the property, as I think the eighteen will be uh, in the in the future.
1: And so, so how are you feeling now? You must have had some sleepless nights over all that. Are you feeling better?
0: Yeah, I, I feel much better uh, <laughs> again because because we have this this, this quality in the bottle. Uh, also because nineteen was uh, an easier vintage, mildew wise. Uh, we we had a, a, a great crop, so um, so that was that was fantastic. And also uh, because in twenty twenty. Um, we had a very difficult spring uh, again mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to manage it uh, pretty decently. So um, so it means that, you know, uh, these the, routes, this type of agriculture, this type of viticulture is not an easy one. It's not an easy route. It takes time um, and, and, and every year we learn a little bit better. And, um, and now I really have the feeling that, we are able to handle a difficult situation uh, better than, than in the past. So,
1: so yeah, uh, well, I don't have a lot of air left, but you know, that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> okay, Thomas, look, well, I just wanted to have a quick chat and uh, we're actually gonna post uh, the, uh, the rating today with the 400 other wines or um, early uh, tomorrow, but thanks again. And I look forward to tasting the 20 on premiere with you uh, in April or uh, May.
0: Looking forward to it too.
1: Okay, thanks. Good again. good to see you again. And, bye, and James. well done. Okay, mon ami, merci. Thank you. Ciao. Bye bye, merci. ciao, ciao.